Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We are live in Kalamazoo this week. Obviously, the USDA Boys 16s and 18s Nationals taking place at Stowe Stadium at Western Michigan over the next week. So many, you know, young junior players have gotten their start at Kalamazoo. You look even more recently, uh, I think it was 2014, where we had guys like Tommy Paul, Riley Opelka, Francis Tiafo, Noah Rubin, all in the quarterfinals, Ernesto Escobedo. You can go on and on and on. So this really is the place, you know, the central hub, one of the main events of the U.S. junior calendar tennis season. That being said, with all of that talent being drawn here, you know, college coaches galore. They're all here. Where you know, we wanted to be here as Cracked Rackets, talk to some of them. Even more exciting, joining me on today's Cracked Interviews podcast, his first time on this platform, the regular and my co-host I turn to when it is college tennis time. You all know him as my mother's favorite podcast guest, Chris Halioris, live in Kalamazoo. Welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Hey, it's great to be here and, and for and live in person for once. I know, a rare thing. I think we haven't done this since, what, NC? is 2017 yeah yeah and so it really is yeah a throwback always fun to get to do this of course we got to chat at the indoors a little bit but when we get to do the full podcast even uh, more special making this truly the most special occasion you and i have shared uh, on the podcast front (laughs) joining us today you listeners may know him as the ita southern region most improved senior of 2019 the sec tournament mvp 2018 now the assistant coach for the liberty flames and of course Chris Halliorce's nephew, Trevor Fauché. Welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's nice to be on. I, you know, I listen all the time, and then Chris is giving me uh, all the information on it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's first podcast for me, uh, and it's just yeah, it, it'll be fun. It's nice to be in person. Uh, Always good to see the yeah, uncle as well. You listeners don't get to benefit from this, but Chris and I, we get to see the blonde hair, the blue eyes in person, so <laughs> it always is pleasurable to get to see you, Trevor. And, of course, we got to chat a little bit during the indoors, but you brought up your uncle. I'm sure we'll talk about this more throughout, but is it weird to have an uncle? You know, you're playing on one of the best teams in college tennis, and your uncle is in the thick of the media, you know, covering all of the season. Does it ever get weird? Does anyone ever go, you're Chris's nephew, right? No, the one thing that runs in the family, and Chris shows it off the most, you know, we don't care. <laughs> I don't care what people think. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, Chris, for you, how fun was it? I mean, did you get into the covering of college tennis because Trevor's playing, you know, just growing up, I know you and him spent a lot of time in the RV together going to tournaments. Uh, how special was it for you to get to cover not only our you know, beloved sport, but your nephew's team and all the success they had? Yeah, that's I mean, that, that's why I got into it. So I did all the stuff in the juniors, right, and different angles, right? For, for juniors, I did a lot more of the hey, help and figure out, you know, navigating just the USTA, you know, landscape in terms of, well, you know, which tournaments should you play? What do you have to do to be able to get into nationals and all that kind of stuff? And then as it, when it turned into college time, right, and, and I, did, I was not a big college tennis guy beforehand, got into, got into it because of him, and then, uh, you know, and, and then re- it really took off, got into, you know, first doing all the kind of ranking stuff and then started co- just covering it in general and, and you know, and love, love, absolutely love the sport. Yeah, so. the SEC bias is clear. Hey, you can just tell from the get-go a lot of SEC talk. Um, but, you know, Trevor, I, I do want to talk about your time in tennis. Your start, obviously, you know, the times you and your uncle spent traveling. i got some great stories on the ride here that I'm sure we'll get into. But <laughs> even before that, 
I think one of the things I'm most excited about for this interview and kind of one of the reasons I'm happy we're doing it now and as opposed to, you know, a year ago when Chris was trying to set this up, uh, and maybe that's a shout out to you, you're not very good at setting this podcast up, (laughs) and it's been, you know, a year (laughs) since the three of us have gotten in the booth, but to make the transition from not only, you know, high-level player, but player competing, you know, for NCAA championships, a top 10, top 5 team, and then right away make the jump to an assistant coach. I mean, we, we kind of joked about it a little bit before all these coaches coming up to you now that you are an assistant, but what is that transition like for you? Is it awkward at all? Is it fun? Uh, what have you thought about this experience? Uh, the best, I would go more towards fun. Um, <laughs> sure. I knew I wanted to be into coaching, college coaching specifically, and I think a lot of coaches already knew that. And so, you know, seeing them around here, it's a little different, you know, but at the same time, it's like, this is, I wanted to do this, you know, and it's just uh, unreal feeling because it's just uh, you get to the other side now. You know, there's, it's a difference between player and coach, and obviously I'm going to be working on finding that balance, but I, it's unreal to be able to hang out and get the – the other side of the rumors. I feel like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like, though, because there is that coaching fraternity, right? It's the, you know, the men's club of, you know, I worked for Boland and I'm then I worked for Bresky and now I'm the coach at the mid-major and, or I played here and now I'm an assistant and now I'm working my way up and you really are at the beginning of that pathway. Finding an assistant coaching job for you, you know, you mentioned this is something you've always wanted to do, but what was it about coaching in college tennis that appealed from you even as a player as you mentioned team environment team environment and you're dealing with kids 18 to 22 arguably the the most influential time of their lives and I know how much my coaches impacted me so you know I could just do a little bit of that it's it's unreal yeah I I can only imagine what's like recruiting what's your pitch my pitch at recruiting (laughs) is I played with Nuno Borges (laughs) (laughs) you don't go with hey 2018 SEC Tournament MVP? Uh, you know, in Europe, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so I don't even mention like, that. What, you cheat your taxes? You know what I need to do is I need to bring the rings with me <laughs> to Europe, and then maybe it'll mean something. Yeah, no, exactly. Look, I, I imagine it's fun, but because, again, you if I was a player, and I'm not that old, you know, 23 years old, I still relatively in that mindset, what I would be looking for out of an assistant coach I'm nervous. It's in person, you know. It feels like the stakes are a little higher. But if I was looking for, you know, an assistant coach. see him around the women. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God, it's an early zinger. Um, Yeah, but just uh, I would want to play for someone who gets that. And you bringing up the team environment right away, uh, just how much of that is that your selling point? Because even if the player you're at doesn't know the school you're working for, just buying into that environment well you know obviously the number one sell i take it as advantage is i just came from college tennis so i can put myself in your shoes yeah. uh so that's it's a big thing that and i can relate to them very well because I, w- I was just there uh, but you know the huge thing for me no matter what i where i would have gone i ended up at liberty but uh culture mm-hmm. i lo- you know that was huge at mississippi state we had an un- unreal team you know i played a tiny part of it but it's because we had an, an unreal culture and that's that's what makes it fun yeah. And for you guys, uh, you know, you're now based in Virginia, but what was it about Liberty uh, that appealed to you? What are you most excited about in joining the Liberty Tennis Program? A program on the rise. Yeah. Uh, definitely Derek, the head coach, Derek Schwan. It's, uh, you know, I've only known him for about a month and a half now, but he's a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. You know, you, you look for a guy that you can work under and learn, and... I can already. I already know it's gonna be. It's gonna be that. That's the guy. That's him. Because uh, he just gives me so much uh, empowerment, 
Uh, and I'm just starting out, you know, so I had so much to learn and working under a guy like that is just perfect. Yeah, and we're keeping Chris in the corner for now. He's yeah. in timeout I, after that diss. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. So five minutes penalty box. Um, but no, just, I guess, again, folks, because I do want to talk about your tennis because, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you played with Nuno, and, like, we could do 45 minutes on that. Um, but just switching from player and evaluating uh, your opponent on this is how I can break him down, this is how I can beat him, to a coach, and now you're evaluating talent. You're saying, okay, you missed that third backhand on that point, but I loved your execution there, or I just like the foundation of the technique, whatever. How has that transition been? Have you? I know, again, it's a month and a half in, mm-hmm. so there's still a lot of time, but are you seeing the game differently? You know, what, what do you look for as a coach as opposed to what you look for as a player? Yeah, I look for different... It's definitely different things. Uh, as a player, I'm looking more specifically, you know, what he can do to hurt me. Uh, and as a coach, um, you know, my number one thing is, does the guy compete and love tennis? Like, I don't look at that when I'm a player. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't care at that point. I'm finding a way like, what Bombas he can do to me. Bombs. I don't really care if he likes the He's game. He's hitting 140s at me. I'm just trying to get <laughs> exactly. out of the way. But now as a coach, you know, I'm seeing, you know, it's all about development. Mm-hmm. You know, I love player development, and that's going to continue. So it's finding that as long as the guy loves tennis and competes, you can build a lot. So, you know, that's the starting step. Obviously, you know, you need to be able to play you got to be able to hit the ball but you know finding that key characteristic to start out it's it's a huge huge thing and and again uh we will get to times but you did i know you did a recruiting trip in europe your first experience on the job Mm -hmm. what a cool way to start your assistant coaching experience uh just what what was that like you know i know you mentioned you had the chance to speak with other coaches during Mm -hmm. your trip but that first overseas experience what was it like an adventure, an adventure <laughs> that I wasn't uh, used to. Uh, I went to Europe once with Nuno, played a couple of tournaments. Semifinals in a, in a futures event. Yeah, uh, I got his back had to be hurting because he was <laughs> carrying me hard. Um, no, it was it was unreal. You know, I went to England, uh, Belgium, uh, back to England, uh, Nottingham, and then I went to. So, so I got to cut in now. So go no, ahead. I know you're out of the box. I know Trevor. <laughs> yeah, so I know Trevor's going on this trip, right? And I'm talking. I'm talking to him at the airport. Where'd you fly out of Dulles? Dulles. Right? Yeah. Out of Dulles. He, he flies out of Dulles, right? So he's sitting in Dulles, ready to leave for England, and I'm like, so. Uh, what do you do when you get there? <laughs> and he goes, I, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, like, are you going straight to a tournament? Are you going to, like, you're going to go stay with somebody? Or he's like, I'm not sure. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll call when I, I'll, I'm going to call somebody when I get there. I'm like, you're leaving for, like, you know, three, four weeks, whatever. You don't even know when you're coming back. But you're leaving, and you honestly have no idea what you're doing when you get off the plane. He's like, I, I guess I'll figure it I'll out. Oh, yeah. There's a bit of an exaggeration there. I did go day by day sometimes, but you know that's, that's part of the Mississippi State way. You find a way. You figure it out. I made every day happen. Uh, but yeah, it was the, the beginning was the tougher part, just getting started and getting your whereabouts, finding the trains, the systems, and all that jazz. But uh, once you get it going, it gets, gets easier. Yeah, and I guess tennis-wise... Uh, Europeans versus American juniors. You're now, as we mentioned, in, we are in Kalamazoo for the USTA Boys 16s, 18th National Championship. Again, the pinnacle of the U.S. junior season. 
but you just had the chance to experience European junior tennis for a month and you know we watch streams uh, you watch the junior slams as much as you can but it's really hard to come across you know random banana bowl footage from 2011 <laughs> my, my question to you is I guess did you see anything culturally philosophically different from the European tennis players I, I mean you also had as I mentioned Nuno Strali all these guys during your college experience so you did have some exposure but did anything jump out to you that maybe you know coming back to the states now if you are working with your team or just to young American players who listen to this podcast you may point out as something you would you're going to add to your arsenal yeah there's it's a different mindset and you know obviously like I I went out to Europe once recruiting <laughs> yeah, sure. and, you know, there's a, a million other coaches that know way more than me but the, the mindset from the kids standpoint and they don't have really college I mean uh, sports at our yeah. level you know so it's just they don't think of doing that and you come back to the US and it's just like, that's an automatic thought mm-hmm. and I'm going to Europe and their first thought is it's pro you know and that's just it's a it's a major difference in just their original mindset and that's the challenge for coaches you know it's obviously convincing them uh, what the US college system's like and all that but that's that's the first thing you see and it's a big thing. Yeah, and this is not to be disrespectful, but we, we talked about it again. You were Mississippi State, top 10 program. Now you coach at Liberty and to a player at Kalamazoo, you were joking around saying someone came up to you and said, wait, didn't, didn't you play with Nuno? And it's like that's a real thing here because college tennis for people at Kalamazoo, they're well aware of it. But when you walk up to these players in Europe, there's no preconceived notions, right? And I'm just curious, how, how is that? Like, what, it, what is that translation like when you're explaining college athletics to them? I mean, again, it's been a month. but Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no you're right. Um, well, again, that's why it's uh, – I think it was even better for me to start out there because it's more of a challenge. Sure. It's harder to sell. They don't even know what I'm talking about yet, you know. Um, but you always – you know, you start out with, uh, you know, obviously what you're about, but – you know, facilities help if you got nice facilities. Obviously, then you, then then they're intrigued. You know, the first yeah, thing you got to do is get them interested. Yeah. And you'll you like know, court one, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> stadium court. You're gonna like that. Show them the match when you have the biggest crowd. Yeah, that's every time. Uh, no, you know, it's you got to be able to relate. Yeah, you know, that's the I I could use that as advantage right now, just because you know I was there and I was I'm still very young, 22. I was just coming out, graduating in May, but. You know, that, that's the challenge is just being able to let them know about it and realize the level of college tennis. Sure. A lot of them are, if they go to college, they, they didn't succeed in their goals. Mm-hmm. So you have to convince them otherwise. Yeah. So who's, who's the tougher sell over there, the kids or the parents? Ooh. Oh, that's a great question. I've dealt with some parents, not a ton. Uh, yeah, it's a month in. Um, Any Uncle Chris's it's, you've dealt with? Oh my gosh, no, nobody's <laughs> that dumb. Um, no, I, I think that more so coaches harder. I would sure. say the coaches the hardest. Um, player, yes. Parents almost, if, if you can connect to the parent, not so much. Like they're easier to talk to because they want the best for their child. Are they more aware of the U.S. college system than the kids are? Or are they all pretty unaware in general? Uh, 50-50 thus yeah. far. It depends where what country you go to. Yeah, sure, it's a big sure. thing, but probably pretty similar. Were you in England at all? Yeah, so I started out in uh, London, uh-huh. in a UTR event there. Sure. Um, is it is it a big deal? You come in and like that's the guy who's beaten Jub twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't beat him twice. So uh, one, no, 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 unfinished, no, 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 exactly, once. unfinished. And beat him uh, once. <laughs> no, you know, I joked with him. And I was like, yeah, I'm your kryptonite. You know, <laughs> 
can't beat me now. I, no, it's uh, you know some of them know Joe. I mean, if you get talking, you know, I could say something like I knew he I played South. South Carolina. I, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, we played South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna throw it in there like that. Um, but you know, it was cool for me to go to London. Yeah, sure. First time, of course. No, I can only imagine what that's like, and just. Uh, I guess, again, we'll transition to playing, get Chris a little more talking, but uh, the transition from, you know, maroon to flame, what's that co- that difference in the shade of red? Is it, a, is it an adjustment period for your uh, those retinas? Well, you know, the, the, the symbol's different. Now we got the swoosh. <laughs> you know, and that one, that one was, you know, I was a, a Nike guy before college. Then I went Adidas. I, you know, I loved it in Mississippi State, but... I think You're in the heart, I'm a, I'm a swoosh. You know, that, was, that was a cool I, thing. I guess he's not going to have to take any curious abuse over yeah. the Adidas shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hilarious. I love it. Well, then, you know, I guess, Chris, you can, as our college aficionado, I'm sure throughout the year we'll be getting Liberty updates from you. But for your team coming in, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Free press, always a good thing. But for your team coming into the season, um, I, I think you guys came in third last year in your conference, maybe second. I know you've got some returners as well, some transferring talent coming in. Uh, what's the expectations for the Liberty Flames coming into the 2020 season? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we just signed uh, another Portuguese player, um, and he's definitely going to be a, a guy helping out right away. Uh, you know, went lost once in the regular season last year, uh, lost in the semis in this tournament. So obviously, the expectation for conference is high, mm-hmm. and Liberty Athletics in general is, you know, they're they're really pushing for conference titles. You mm-hmm. know, and that's. That's an expectation right now, um, and obviously the it's it's growing. The, like I said the, earlier, the program's on the rise, so it, there's definitely high expectations. Um, you know, and I, I'm sure Chris has some some collegiate expertise insight. I, I'd love to hear. <laughs> he, he'll give me the straight up truth. It doesn't matter what it is. You guys need to win your first match against Lafayette. You if you to, lose that, you're screwed. <laughs> you need to win four one. If you win four two, you're it's not going to get the seventy five points. Do you want to be down by point oh two? Because that's where it's adding up. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. The abuse. I, didn't think this was what I, was, I, thought, we, I thought he was supposed the to be on the hot seat here. Yeah, yeah, well, then, let's set the scene. Uh, well, let, let's shift gears a little bit. We've talked Liberty. We've talked you in coaching. But, obviously, a magnificent tennis player. Uh, you know, we talked about your time at Mississippi State. But even before that, getting into the game of tennis, I, you are the middle brother, right? Older and younger. Yes. Oh, as a fellow middle child, nice. That's why we're the best at tennis. There's a fist pump there that you guys (laughs) missed. Um, But it makes sense. You know, you watch the older brother. And, you know, I was talking to Chris. uh, You watch them play something when you're three, four, five years old. They're like, I don't want to do that. Like, that seems interesting. I bet I could beat him at it. And so for you, I mean, is it one of those classic, you know, you got into tennis through your family stories? Uh, Yeah, but, you know, that was late. Um, Almost 11 years old. My, my older brother played, you know, high school tennis, but I was I was basketball. I wanted to be Steve Nash. Um, you know, some realism started to kick in, and, sure. and you know, I was like, tennis, okay, that's, you know, maybe have more of a shot. But you know, I went in for my first tournament, and I lost 0-0 right away. I'll never forget the match. I'll never forget the name. And you know, that, so that was a great way to start. But then I took the backdrop. I mean, come on. You know, I really got pumped after <laughs> that. Are you kidding? I remember the first time I was ever a one seed at a local tournament, boys 12s, or boys 10s. It was yeah. like a huge deal for me. You gotta, I was fat. I was like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, 120, 30, 40 pounds. And, like, I didn't hit puberty. When I hit puberty, I got skinny, but I was a little chubby kid. But I was the one seed. And I was well, like, we've all seen that picture. Yeah, that, was, exactly. that was post-puberty, you know, and you were still fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just big bone, just what my mom said. Yeah, okay. Um, 
but you know, it's uh, I'm the one seed for the first time. It's a huge deal, and mm-hmm. I ended up playing my I remember the name as well, Pavan Rao, really good friend of mine throughout our lives. But I didn't know him at that time. He beats me 0 and 0, and I'm like, oh my god, I suck. Like <laughs> this is the worst experience in the world. And for you to start your career with a one-handed backhand, I can only imagine how much you sucked. Yeah, so, well, look, I started with the two for six months. Really? And then I went to the one, and I was horrible for, (laughs) arguably still. (laughs) You hit to the back, and you're going to get the point. (laughs) But, yeah, it was tough beginning, that's for sure. And then you get into it again, uh, 11 years old. That is late. So, Mm -hmm. for you, was it a love of the sport, the individuality of it? It seems to be something so many players point to. Was that what stuck for you? Yeah, individuality, probably, because, you know, I play team sport. I play Mm -hmm. baseball, you know, basketball. Uh, loved it, uh, but I think I got, you know, I wanted more of that, that individual freedom and obviously fell in love with the game. And, you know, I get maybe talk later, but the coach obviously has a big part. Mm-hmm. College, junior, doesn't matter. And that's another reason why I, I just picked tennis over, well, over basketball. Talk about that coaching. I know, and again, I got a little sneak peek preview from Chris in the car of what to do, but I know you were very close with your junior coach. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I believe it was Amber. Was the Angie. Name? Angie. I got the A and right. Yes. Yeah. And her brother, Adrian. And yep. her brother, Adrian. I know they had a big... Can you just talk about their influence on you as a tennis player and what, you know, now that you're a coach, knowing what those coaches did for you. Oh, no. I mean, it's indescribable. Um, Angie was the first one in the beginning and just took me on. Uh, and I stayed with her the whole time. But uh, Adrian came into the picture. Her brother, who was, uh, played Arkansas All-American, uh, got to... 400, top 400 maybe, right around there. I uh, also had another one, Bo, Bo Jones. She's at IMG now. So, I, you know, I had unreal coaches, but more importantly, it's still coaches I talk to. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's the personal relationships you build, and that's what, that's what meant the world. And I feel like St. Cloud, Florida, of all of the places in Florida to grow up, maybe not the most rich talent bed of tennis. Uh, just what's it like when you're there and, I mean, up to a much, much lower level than you, I Kinda no, sir. Little, little Rothman will disagree, but I know what it's like to be the guy, like for your coach, right? Uh, you are the point man. But when you're as good as you, the the burdens and pressures that come with that, was it ever too much, or was that part of you know crafting your joy for the sport? Well, first, we're never gonna put Trevor Fouché in the phrase "as good as you" in tennis <laughs> ever again. Uh, you know, I, was, I played five. All right, let's all right. get this straight. I was you played five, <laughs> five, six player. No, you know, it's uh, St. Cloud is before the USTA Center just opened up a couple years ago. I mean, you know, I'm, I was driving 45 to hour 15, depending on traffic, to Winter Park. So that's where I trained. So, you know, there's nothing in the same cloud. I mean, Orlando is better, um, but nothing like your Miami's. Uh, yeah, sure. or, so, you know, it was just... Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Yeah, and, he, and he's down south. So it was just... Down but, south. You're all down south. But yeah, I know. I don't, I don't count saying Orlando is down south. Uh, <laughs> once you hit Miami, then you're now, now you're in the south. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when you say the south in general, I'm not talking about Florida. Okay, yeah, it's a you, Alabama, Georgia. What about the Panhandle? That qualifies, right? That's still not the south. Uh, it's not the no. south. Sticking no. Florida, point. Florida's not Just the south. There's nothing in Florida. But it's the the south. southern even, even the redneck part of the it, It's still not the south. <laughs> but southern Indiana is the south. I I I, I will. Uh, that's not it. my expertise. That's a Thieneman question, Dalton. That was for you. Trust me, you're southern, Dalton. Um, but I guess getting back to this whole St. Cloud thing again, yeah. not the hotbed of talent. You're traveling throughout mm-hmm. the country. Enter Uncle Chris Halioris. Exactly. I want to hear from your perspective first. Give me the rundown of what the classic tennis weekend, tennis you know, oh, national trip looks like about. for you guys. Classic. Um, 
Yeah, RV. RV was the classic Does have a team. No. No, no, no name. But <laughs> listen, you know, this is a summer summer routine. RV. Tour de France. Oh yeah. We're talking Tour de France here. <laughs> uh, who who do we have? Peter Skagen. I think he's still racing. Peter Sagan. Yeah. Sagan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I go to a match. Um, you know, it's, it's hot. It's summer. It doesn't matter where. And our you know our routine. I'm not afraid to say it. We did these beer rubs. All right, no, we don't. We don't drink them, so don't get the minds going anywhere. But he doesn't anyway. <laughs> but before I drink them, they have a purpose. <laughs> so you know they're they're ice cold in the in the freezer, uh, and you know it's hot out. I'm, I worked hard, grinding, and you know, Chris, uh, I need some help here. And he grabs a cold beer, starts rubbing the body. You know, like, hey, okay, calves need it. All right, he starts going calves. You know, it was, uh, you know, that's what we did. You know, we were just. We had a, we had a World Cup one summer, Women's World Cup. Um, yeah. You know that's you know we're all about sports, and yeah, you know course. so you know we travel, we grind, we came to. Not it wasn't Kalamazoo the tournament, but there was a national of Michigan. I remember going to. Yeah. Midland. You know, I don't know. I think I won the back actually, and then we went to uh, like Cincinnati. Yeah. That's, uh, you remember oh, that? We, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, we 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 did one in Michigan, the one in Wisconsin. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Well, one time in Michigan, yeah, I think you won the backdrop one of them, and then the uh-huh. other one you were hurt. You, he gets hurt the <laughs> night before the tournament starts oh, in unlucky. a clinic. Unlucky. A clinic, and they have him doing a backpedal drill, and there's a ball on the court. And Listen, I was injury prone before oh. college. Yeah. It happened like crazy. Rolls over it. One time I'm watching World Cup, you know, my dad screams goal, I'm running out of the bathroom, smash my foot against the wall. All right, yeah, I don't regret it. If I hear goal, I'm going to go check that out, so... Uh, we had just had a good time. I mean, it was, you know, I didn't get it during the year, so in the summer we get to grind in the RV. You know, it was special time. Is he warming you up? <laughs> Some cases he did for sure. Emergency. Some cases. Oh, I mean, he's, I mean, he's a, it's a solid D3 player we're looking at right here. Uh, you know, D3 number six in, uh, <laughs> in 1989, not, not, uh, 1990. I mean, he, yeah, he See, can still you, play. I am as good as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not worried about him. Pretty good. But, yeah, I, I only have to you, uh, Chris, just on the other perspective for any of our tennis parents who listen, talk about that summer grind from your perspective. Uh, again, you and Trevor are obviously very close, but what's it like to get to travel, you know, coast to coast, winter nationals, Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, just with your nephew to get to oh, see all this tennis? Yeah, it's a blast, right? I mean, so my sister had her hands full getting them in Florida every weekend, right? So we would try to get them out to, you know, anywhere that I could. So I'd bring them up in, and we would do the Thanksgiving indoors, uh, you know, growing up in Florida. We don't talk about that. Growing up in Florida, he doesn't play indoors, right? So I bring them up at Thanksgiving. We're like, oh, we're taking you to Cincinnati for indoors. Doors. It's like, I've never played indoors in my life. This is terrible. Right? But yeah, we, we went to Kalamazoo, we went to the Winter Nats, uh, you know, and just driving all over. But it was a blast, right? It's all, and it's, for me, it's all about, I, I just love sports and watching him compete. And he was such, I mean, he's a, he's a great kid. And, and the, what he what he takes into the coaching, right, is the same stuff that was he was when he was a player. And he knows, you know, both of us, one of the things we share in common is it's all, it's all character, right? And I'm never gonna stay. I don't care how good you are. If you're the kind of kind of kid that you know, <clears throat> one of your good buddies that we won't mention the name of, <laughs> that that maybe likes to hook a little too much. Or, um, yeah, that's not for me, right? Yeah, uh, sure. And and it's all you know. You want to go out there. You want to put your, play your best match. You got you win fair and square. You lose fair and square. You have fun doing it. And you compete. And he you know he always he, he competed. And so I was like hell, I'll, I'll take him anywhere. And I took him. He and a buddy of his to Arkansas for the, his first national. Uh, 
you know, they, he flew up. That was that was an absolute blast, and that's where I got my intro to the kind of the whole junior national scene, mm -hmm. right? And just seeing, and it wasn't just him; it was seeing him with all the other kids, and then all the other parents, and 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 that whole thing. And so that got us, that kind of got us going, and I loved it. And so I was like, yeah, I told my sister, I'm like, I'll I'll take him anywhere, anytime, as often as you want. So which brings us to Wisconsin. Your one national final appearance. You're indoors. I believe it's against. Uh, oh my gosh, Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what are you I'm, talking, I'm, Jake Van Emberg? Yeah, Jake Van Emberg. You yeah. win that first set. Number Holy eight. cow! How did you? Hey, you brought that up. <laughs> Man, that's good memory. No, yeah, you're right. It was indoors. Final. Final was indoors. Not the whole tournament. Yeah, the whole tournament was outdoors so, until the final. You no, know, that already got me mentally. You know, I'm mentally weak at this point. <laughs> Junior player didn't go through Mississippi State. I'm mentally weak. Play, played a good first set. Uh, Jake is a younger guy. I actually just played him in Oklahoma this past year. Uh, he's playing great, but uh, first set I think pretty convincingly. And after Two, that, I think, yeah. yeah. And then after that, you know, he's just outplayed me. I mean, <laughs> pretty simple. I, I was happy with final appearance, man. <laughs> yeah. And then who's the? I think he played at Toledo. Other one. You win one and one. Probably the best match you played of your career. Oh, this is the oh Leto. Tony Leto. 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 <laughs> yeah. Leto. yeah. Leto comes off. Still. How do you ever lose? <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, some days you're just feeling good, I guess. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he actually went to Iowa at one point. Did he not? And then he transferred? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, may, I might be wrong. Uh, yeah, no, I but thought, he's not there anymore yeah, for sure. I, thought but, yeah. he ended up at, I don't know. I think I had a tournament with my little brother in Toledo, and I saw yeah? his poster on, like, the yeah, wall. And I was no like, way. I think I know that kid because he's awesome. a Midwest kid. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but that's funny. But I guess, you know, Dre, uh, I know you were a homeschooled kid as well, so mm -hmm. reflecting on it, playing all those tournaments, doing all of the traveling – I guess, do you look back fondly on those times? And maybe for people who are going through that process now, is there any advice you would give them about that? Yeah, no, I wouldn't have changed a thing. Uh, I did a couple classes at my like local high school. Um, but like, if you're, you know, a parent's worried about, or player, if you're worried about transitioning to college from doing homeschooling, there's no worry. You know, I mean, it obviously depends on your curriculum and such, but uh, it worked out really well for me. I was able to travel. Again, I had to... Uh, travel so much just for practice it was a very it was a blessing that I was able to do the online um you know obviously I was a procrastinator so that you know <laughs> were you online, Laurel Springs I was Florida virtual oh of course Laurel Springs was yeah the competitors I, the, the competitors man really so I was the Florida virtual hanging around you know I need hey Trevor you need to get 30 assignments done by tonight okay all right <laughs> sorry uh but no it's again and the, the transition from that to college was I, it was. I mean, technically, I'm not gonna say easy because then you're talking about the the work ethic of the actual college program. So that's what's that's what makes it tough. But the you know the school itself, um, yeah, wouldn't change a thing. So leads it perfectly. You, I know, talk about that changing of minds and getting to college, finding the perfect place for you. Uh, obviously, you end up with Mississippi State, and that uh, in the whole recruiting process, you were always looking SEC, but. What was it about, you know, Starkville, Coach Roberts, the whole program that uh, appealed to you? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, you know, I, I tell people I was actually, I did want to go in the SEC. Um, I almost went to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. I mean, from your coach, right? Yeah, that's yes, Andre. Yes, very close. Adrian. Adrian. Close. Your name's I'm getting the A's. Names. I don't know. The only A that's valid is Alex. <laughs> it's only yeah. like 8 o'clock. I don't know if you're tired or what, but. You know, uh, you know what Chris and I were doing in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah but what, Arkansas, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, so I was, I was on a visit there. You know, I was very close. I was very interested in Arkansas, and then I get a, get a call. Um, Tanner was at Furman originally. Tanner, he was the assistant <laughs> sure. when I went to state. 
and you know talked to him a little bit at Furman. Um, I really wanted to go to the SEC, um, and so he went to he actually went to Mississippi State, and you know I contacted him a little bit, and so I, I ended up getting a call like the last second from them. I was like, you know, I really wanted to commit because in, in the U.S. it's normal to commit early mm-hmm. uh, compared to Europe. You know, guys coming next fall, 2020 fall, this is early. Yeah, for U.S. it's not early. Mm-hmm. Technically late. It's late. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was late at this point, and you know what, shoot, I want to take that visit. Yeah. Um, end up taking the visit, and I'm not going to say everything that went on in that visit, but <laughs> I, love, I love the coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, that's why I went. Um, obviously, Tar- I talked to Tanner a lot, and he was a big reason why I ended up coming. Yeah, and I mean, it, you can see the role an assistant coach can have in that recruiting process. I want to I want to flip it to you, Chris, uh, because on the flip side, watching Trevor go through this whole process, you know, and then I want to go back to you as well, Trevor. But when you see all of these offers filtering, because you were what, a four star, five star recruit on tennis recruiting, so uh, yeah, I was, controversial. I was, thir- I was thirty five. I was so thirty five. So top seventy five is five star. I was thirty five yeah. that year. Wrist injury for six months, so I think technically the last one that came out for me was four star. Yeah. And Matt Matt Roberts loves to talk that story. Yeah, four star to, to playing five at top ten. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I was a five star, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Well, I guess when you're seeing all of these offers coming, just from the the you know parenting perspective, that advi- advisor perspective, what is the most stressful part of that recruiting process for you? Just trying to help Trevor filter through everything. Oh, none of none of that's stressful, man. That's all, that's all the fun stuff. So, <laughs> first so, letter you got, you guys remember? You guys remember because it's to both of you. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question. No, it had maybe Furman. It was not Furman. Furman was not first. probably Florida Gulf Coast. They're like nope. St. Cloud. It's perfect. You it wasn't like Louisville or anything. I don't know. No, not first. I can't I remember the first. first. I can't remember. Usually you always but remember the first. It's going to come to my head later tonight now that I'm thinking about it. It's not something I ever think about. But, but. There, there, are a, there are a couple very memorable parts of that. And, and, so, and Trevor loves to laugh about one, one fact. So the, we, we took an official visit together. There's two great, two, oh. two great facts for this fact. So, so where, where do we go, Trev? Notre Dame. Yep. So we, we take an official visit to Notre Dame. We take the RV. It's... Me, Trev, and his dad. Right? <laughs> so the first thing is this is this is the point. November twenty second, two thousand thirteen. He loves how I remember. This <laughs> he remembers fact. the day. Let's rem- <laughs> remember. Well, the watch day. what he's about to say. All right. <laughs> so you know what happened on November twenty second, two thousand thirteen. Uh, I gotta think. I was a freshman in college. Trevor introduced me during the drive while I was driving the RV. Don't hate on me, people. During the drive to Notre Dame. To Clash of Clans, <laughs> which I still play still, every day. Still plays this day. To this day. That's why he's talking through a radio. He's not meant to be in person to see that face. He's a bomb. So, so we're so I learned to play. So I get Clash of Clans on November 22nd, 23rd. And we're driving to Notre Dame. And then the, the, the second the, funniest part. Do you remember the date? Because for your wife, that's like the anti-anniversary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, She's like probably that. like, you can't even remember our anniversary. <laughs> so so then we're, uh, the, we're on the visit. And... and First of all, it's freaking cold. Cold as football. Oh, we go to the Notre, oh Notre Dame Brigham Young football game. Trevor and I spend, this is great, Trevor and I spend halftime in the bathroom <laughs> because with like 300 other people. Everyone's in the bathroom because it's the only place there's The heat. two sober people. So and you're like freezing. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're heat. We come out. And there's Trevor's dad showing us a picture of him him getting a picture with David Robinson. And I got his kids <laughs> playing true. on the football right. team, right? But uh, but as we were talking to, uh, and, and I love both uh, 
both Satch and Adam Shackerley, who was the assistant there, who's now at Pepperdine, right? Both great guys. Uh, love those guys. Um, but we're, we're sitting in the office going through things at one point, and I just kind of I pull out the, yeah, we're the two dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and again, this is, you know, I'm still a junior. You know, this, I'm, I don't get embarrassed easy, but it definitely was a thought in my head. Like, I'm walking two around with two guys. And beer rubs. <laughs> These other guys on this visit with me are just one parent. I got two, and they're both guys. What's going on here? And it's Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. Like institution. Uh, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to impress, and. Don't think I did a good job. I didn't go, so yeah. something happened. Yeah, Coach yeah. Sastry is like, hey, you could have been his four star. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's getting it. No, um, yeah. But, so that was that was kind of the first uh, the the first big one that I know, and then yeah. and then you know I was kind of keeping up with him. Obviously, he's I'm in Louisville and he's growing up in Florida, so we're you know we're talking all the time, and I'm hearing him. He took you know I know, and he ended up he took visits right to like Memphis, yeah. Ole Miss. Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Notre Dame. Uh, And and I remember him going through that kind of like last minute, like, oh, I really want to commit, but but I want to, I want to, I want to take this last visit. And, uh, you know, and and he went, and and credit to him that he was able to, and like you said, you can see it through the assistant coaches, right? That program, when they recruited him, had, uh, had only two guys coming two back guys. because they had four guys transferring out. And I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm sure Andy and Nestor at, at Arkansas thought, yeah, whatever, go visit. There's no way he's going there when he when he learns they're, the, the whole team's leaving, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, they got a guy guy leaving, four of them transferring out, and only two guys coming back. But but Trevor saw he saw that uh, you know that, that Matt Nuna, Tanner, <laughs> and Nuna wasn't even Nuna no. was a January. Listen, the key here was guys were leaving. Which, what does that mean? Yeah, Scholarship spots. was opening, <laughs> and I was yeah, I, you know, I wasn't a great player. Let's get this straight. Yeah. So. That was my that was my chance. So was so the, I guess the question is how many of those guys at the point when you visited were actually committed? Just Nick? No, uh, Vaughn Hunter. So not so none not, of the other three. So no. was Vaughn your grade? Vaughn when Vaughn I was, was on a, the visit with him. Yeah, he was a J, junior college so transfer yeah, from the same got JC got that got Mate got had gone to. Just, but, I don't think Nick was committed. Yet. Yeah, so so Trevor then comes in, and they, you know, obviously for the folks that don't know, they had four guys all in the same class: Nuno, Nick, Trevor, and Strali. And so yeah, Trevor was the first one in. So it was a chance for him to see that hey, I get to you know, in addition to hey, I can get some scholarship out of this. Uh, Mom and dad can't afford to pay that out of state tuition, uh, but uh, it was you know, it was a chance to kind of build it, bring his culture, build it, you know, build a program, and and could see that you know that even the coaches were all about. Hey, if we got kids that, you know, what they want to do is come to college to go party, well, that's not the kind of kids we're looking for, right? Uh, when we're looking for the kids that, that want to play, we want to have fun, sure, but we're serious about the game, and and uh, and that's what he got to do. And for you, and again, that seemed like a great segue to get into your time at Mississippi State, but other than the obvious Liberty assistant coach answer of the advice you'd give to kids now going through the recruiting process of just come to Liberty, uh, that being thrown aside, having gone through that process, it sounds like you really put a pref- or, uh, an emphasis on taking visits, going mm-hmm. to see these schools. Is that uh, the sort of advice you would give to kids going through the recruiting process now? It's the advice I give to kids right now. Yeah. Um, coaches. Um, Official visit, coach, connect with the, if you can connect with the coach, you know that's your part to be able to develop the most. You have to be able to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to be able to enjoy what you're going to do. So it's great to be able to get on that visit, meet the guys, see just the vibe. The vibe's great to see, and see how you connect with the coaches. I mean, that, 
I don't want I don't even want to have a guy come and then be surprised and not feel the vibe you know that's why I say it up front like man to be honest I want you to go where you're feeling comfortable because yeah. you're going to get the best out of yourself no one's going to waste time etc mm-hmm. you know so yeah that's how it works well then for yourself you get to Mississippi State obviously and you know your freshman year uh, you know you're in and out of the lineup that's true but you join a team that right away has immediate success in the match I want to turn to start that year I think you guys went 7-5 and five in conference play uh, I think you lost semis uh, of the conference tournament, but mm-hmm. then you go to Illinois your freshman year, mm-hmm. round of 32, playing, I think, an Illinois team with Jared Hiltzik as a senior. Uh, they've got uh, Aaron Hiltzik, they've mm-hmm. got Vukic, they've got yep. uh, Guillaume, they've got yep. uh, Tim, whatever his name was. I'm, I'm blanking uh, out the Skopansk. three singles. Skopansk. Yeah, uh, uh, Kupinski. No, Kopinski. Kopinski. No, Kopinski was gone. Was no, gone. Tim was gone. Okay, so that's yeah. maybe one year removed. Kupinski. But still, yeah. Hiltzik, Vukic, Very Hiltzik. Team. Very good. And you guys beat Asher Hirsch. At six, yeah, right? yeah. 4-0. I mean, yeah. and you guys, we, yeah, not only beat him, take it to him. And I remember because you know that's when I was really in my college times viewing yeah. prime. Although I'm probably still in that prime, um, and I just remember thinking, whoa, like this, this is something. Uh, what's it like, even on the bench, to mm-hmm. hop on a team that has that sort of success right away? Yeah, uh, well, seven brand new guys. We had nine guys on the team, seven brand new. Uh, Plus Rashab, who obviously very good. Yeah, very good. So it's like we had no idea what to expect. (laughs) Coaches had, I mean, I talked to them to this day. (laughs) And they were just happy they got players. (laughs) Dead serious. They're happy they just had a lineup. So to do, you know, come from where we were to end up beating Illinois pretty good, which, you know, we still talk about, uh, talk to to Brad sometimes, (laughs) and, and, you know, it pops up. And it was just like. Because that team was really good. They were a national title contender. Yeah, you, you, you know, and it's at Illinois. Um, conditions were they're nasty, windy, if I recall. Very windy, very windy. Almost went indoors. Um, so maybe mentally we came out stronger. I mean, obviously something happened in our advantage, and it, it was cool. I was playing played dubs that match, and then clinched it for seven six at two doubles. Um, but yeah, it was. It was an unreal experience. Yeah. And, uh, and for you, you know, even beyond that match, just that first year, uh, playing in and out of the lineup, but transitioning, you know, you mentioned you weren't that good, but still coming to that sort of team, you guys have that sort of level of success. What's that transition for you, like, uh, personally, just on the tennis court, just the jump in level? Was it was it ridiculous? Just what was your first experiences in college tennis? My freshman year was... Brutal. <laughs> was brutal physically, mentally. Uh, my my fault as a junior, because you know I had a good game actually, but my big fault was not believing in myself. I didn't have the great mentality, and so coming into that, you know, it kind of came in. My fall was. Oof. I can remember some matches, and Tanner was on my court, all Americans. I remember my first match. I can say probably the worst match of my <laughs> career. It's one of them. And you go ask Tanner Stump, and he can he'll remind it. And to go from that to you know obviously senior year, it's just mm-hmm. a total transformation. And a lot of that was just belief from the coaches. Yeah, and that that's half the fun of college tennis. Uh, you mentioned it, Chris, as well. Your recruiting class, the Fab Four. You guys obviously, yeah. Oh, yeah, you mocking an Fantastic. Fantastic four, fab four, whatever. You guys are really freaking good. Uh, I'm trying not to swear here, but uh, <laughs> you guys were that good. And I guess for you to come in with that group, you, mm-hmm. Nick, Strali, Nuno, yeah. um, and I, you know, you mentioned earlier, um, just 
what is what is that like when you have not only three peers to kind of experience school and social life and tennis with, but just compete against and have them exactly. with you at all times? Is that helpful? Is it frustrating? What's that relationship? No, like? not frustrating in this. No, not at all. That was that's why we were good. Yeah. I mean, I love to compete against each one of those guys, and arguably that's why I got so much better. Um, Probably, let's see, I'm, I'm just going to call him out because I can. Uh, yeah. The one I probably would least like to practice with or play with, was Nick. <laughs> and it's just you know, a little ball machine. I think actually towards my end of the career, I kind of liked it more because he just giving me balls and I was more comfortable just ripping. <laughs> I love to play with Nuno. Loved it. Loved competing against him. Because you get under his skin, he'll like, I, I just loved it. You know, he'll do <laughs> stuff. I don't want to just call him out bad, but love competing against him. And Strahle, oh, we had some absolute grinds in practice. Yeah, so it, it was a good time. That's... But I'm telling you, you know, playing with those guys, practicing with Nuno so much, it's just, it was an unreal experience, and I wouldn't have changed it. I mean, yeah, we'll hold off on the Nuno question, because yeah. I do. I, we've obviously... you got to bring it on. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's the man. But for you, Chris, uh, getting thrown into that Mississippi State team, you know, we, we talked about it a couple podcasts ago. There's a Twitter stat. They were the number one most interactions on Twitter of any men's tennis team. I'd say 50% of that is you. 50% of that is the thing. They do a great job on their social media. Yeah. Uh, but for... For you just to watch Trevor join that team, uh, you know, be a part of the program again, I say it's way more nerve-wracking to coach than it is, or to watch than it is to play. Uh, how is that, you know, those first few years, that experience for you? Oh, it's definitely more nerve-wracking yeah. to watch. I mean, I had a hard time. <laughs> There's uh, stakes now. Yeah, there, were, like, there, oh. were, there were points in time that I couldn't, especially that, that junior year SEC final, I was trying to... Trying to video, I couldn't even hold my phone. Mm. I I couldn't videotape. I was sit, sitting in the stands, so nervous. But no, it was. I mean, it, it was just phenomenal, right? I mean, we and and my my wife and I traveled. You know, we probably put. I was gonna, at one point. I was going to tally it up, but we made. You know, we would make at least ten ten road trips every year. So you know, almost almost every home weekend, especially during SEC season, uh, we'd be and it's a seven and a half more like probably eight and a half in the RV drive to, to Starkville for us. We were there watching. We hit a lot of road tournaments. I mean, we went, I can't even count how many times I've been to, to Georgia, to Alabama, <laughs> to South Carolina, to Florida, to, you know, no, I think we've hit them all. We hit, <laughs> we've tended, I'm, I'm not sure. The, I think the, my guess is the only SEC school that I never went to was Arkansas because it's, you know, it's so far northwest Ugh. of everything else. But I think, Every other every other site, I think we've probably been to, and we, you know, we made all the road trips, and we were, you know, we were the the college tennis roadies just following uh, following the team around, and it was, you know, it was kind of like now it was like the junior thing, but in juniors it was just Trevor or maybe Trevor and one other guy because I would we would we would go with somebody else that he was playing with. Now it's a whole team, right? Mm-hmm. And so you talked about like say Reshop, so I still talk to Reshop to this day and mm-hmm. follow him. He was hurt for a while. Now he's back playing again. But I see what what he's doing. Or you know, I talked to Nuno when he's over in Europe playing, and and I got close to all the guys. You know, we've had at Thanksgiving uh, mo- most of the guys, <clears throat> all of those freshmen that we talked about, and and a few others as well. This year we had a couple others that are still on the team returning, come and stay with us at Thanksgiving. Right, at Thanksgiving break isn't long enough for them to go home to Europe. Yeah, of course. What are they going to do? So we host them all. But, uh, but oh, I'm saving that for the rapid fire, by the but, way. But oh no, <laughs> oh boy, there's some so. Whew. 
some things we probably can't say there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a, you know, it was it's kind of like I have so I have my my nephew, and now I have all these adopted nephews mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. of which you know the, there's one guy that to this day still loves to call me Uncle Chris, who I adore, <laughs> and he left the program uh -huh. after the first, first year. year yeah. yeah, first year, Lucas Sanchez went uh -huh. to West Florida, and uh, he came and stayed the the first year with us at Thanksgiving. Uh, tre Trevor and Lucas did, and uh, but. Uh, yeah, you know, now I got all these guys, and I treat them all like they're, you know, like they're my kids, and and that was, it's just the fun of it. I love watching the kids, as long as they're good kids, right? You, you're you're trying to help them as they're growing up, hopefully be a good influence, and, and get to have fun doing it. Well, clearly what you did work, and to get back to this, uh, Trevor, you talked about for that first year, your coaches just wanted to fill out the roster. Hmm. Well, now after that first year, I know, I think Rishab went pro, mm -hmm. uh, but you bring back Monty, you bring back Nuno, and all, you know, Strali, your crew, um... And then I guess, you know, obviously you guys end up going on this incredible run over the next three years. I'm just curious, when you guys qualified for the national indoors that sophomore year, I think you go to <laughs> Iowa, you beat Florida State 4-3, yeah. you beat Iowa, you get to the indoors. Yeah. Was it at that point that maybe you come together as a team, you go, you know, this we're sophomores. Like, we, mm -hmm. we had the chance to be really special. Or do you think it was just something that kind of built up over the four years and there was really no, no moment? No, I mean – if there was a moment, it wouldn't have been that one. Uh, it was still, still early on, and um, I, I think it was more just an accumulation of everything that started to go on. And again, like that, you know, I don't want to say like brag or anything, but we didn't like to think that way. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just not that's good to our coaches. You know, yeah. Matt did a good job with that, and our assistant um, sophomore year was Walters, Matt Walters, but. And that's just not the way we operated. Um, now, of course, we're, we're human beings. So at one point, yeah, the four of us, like, we're starting to do pretty good. You yeah. know? And that's more towards junior year, obviously. Um, but it was definitely, you know, making national indoors was definitely a goal as that team at that moment. I remember doing it. I remember thinking, shoot, we're not an indoor team. This will be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a... That feeling never went away. <laughs> never went away. Are you kidding me? Come in as a number two seeds with last year. Uh, right. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> that one still hurts me. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I guess, so then for you guys, again, a, there's not being a big moment, but you, you mentioned that junior year. And, yeah. you know, now you guys are rolling. 29-3, and three, uh, you're doing all of these things. But for you personally, I know you're kind of in and out of the lineup your first two years. I know mm -hmm. your sophomore year, you and Nick started to establish yourself more as a doubles yeah. team, um, and you started to have some more success personally. But... Does it get frustrating for you knowing, you know, you pick Mississippi State at the end when the roster spots come open, you do all these things, and you're in and out of the lineup? Uh, I can only imagine how frustrating that gets. No. No, I was not frustrated. Uh, not at all. Because uh, I actually, you know, freshman year, I got to play right away. And I was actually playing five at the very beginning ahead of Strahle, which was <laughs> funny. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't play. Towards the end, I got injured at the one midway against Florida, and then I didn't play in CAA. Sophomore year. Played a little bit more. Doubles, obviously, I got to top 10. But um, never frustrating because it's just, again, um, it's whoever deserves to play will play. You know, mm -hmm. and I trusted the coaches with that. And, you know, it was always it was always fair. And plus, it's like, you know, we brought in Simone. Simone Baldry went to Clemson after that year he transferred. But you know, he, was, he came in. He started playing my sophomore year ahead of me at six. Mm -hmm. And... By no means. I mean, it's just like, because they're bringing in quality guys. And like Chris is saying, it's a lot about the character. So I didn't care. You know, I'm competing. I'm working my tail off. 
I'm thinking to myself, at some point it's going to pay off. I'll be able to play. Thankfully it did, but if it didn't, at the same time, still, you know, if I didn't deserve to play, they shouldn't play me, you yeah, know? Sure. So it, not not at one point was I ever frustrated. And I feel like that sort of perseverance is what's going to make you a very good coach. If I do say so, you've experienced all that. You've been on the bench. You understand. I, I think what, if I may, like the theme of this is, you were so comfortable with the people you were competing with and going, you know, to work with day in, day out, that in the end, you know, that the ends justify the means, right? It was this whole process, and it ended yep. up working out for you. I guess how important is it for, for the average player? Just how, I guess, how easy would it be for you to lose faith in that, and how are you able not to lose faith again? It's easy to lose faith in it if you're not, if you don't have your end goal and you don't have the purpose of what you're doing. Sure. And especially if you don't love to play. Then see you. Don't even try. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially came to the wrong program. Um, but that you know that's it's it's easy to lose. But at the same time, like I'm saying, if you have that that purpose and you know what you want to do, and you have this team around you, which is why I think it's huge for the official visits um, and the coaching staff, because I enjoyed what I was doing because I was playing for way more than myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this team that I have. You know, they're brothers to me now who are going to be at my wedding one day. Okay, I don't have a girlfriend. I'm not married. <laughs> uh, not even close. But I'm just saying, one day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's what it's about. And we were, they were very good tennis players. That made, That's a bonus. That's a cherry. Mm-hmm, sure. We worked extremely hard, uh, a level I was not used to before, and which was just unreal by the coaches because it unlocked us and unlocked uh, ability. Nuno was not at this level. You know, I knew he was going to be very good, but you don't know how good. But he had the mental and the attitude. I know we're going to get to Nuno later, so I keep it short, but he has the mental. No, let's, let's get to it now, because this ahead. group in general, Nuno, Strelly, yeah. yourself, Nick, uh, four of the most accomplished players in Mississippi State tennis history, if you don't mind me saying. And, you know, your junior season, everything comes together, right? You guys are now the upperclassmen. It's mm-hmm. your team, and you see that reflected in the level of play. You guys go 29-3. and three. You win the SEC title. Uh, obviously, you yourself just rocking everyone at six singles that if you know junior year i feel like you made a huge if you don't mind me saying just on paper stat wise a huge jump and i guess again this is what it keeps coming to is is you four um did you see that development day in and day out to where it was you weren't surprised when you had the success on the court you can't you can't see that day in and day out it's really hard to see that in the bigger picture uh you know we worked our tails off, and we thought it would pay off. Now, to, to say, can I say that every day? I was like, shoot, you know, we're getting a lot better. Twenty nine three. We're going to we be twenty nine. <laughs> we're going to be back to you know whatever, back to back AC champs. No, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't like that. Plus, but you're not telling me like that third Thursday of March two thousand eighteen. You're like, oh my god, Nuno is fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know, once we start getting there, once Nuno went on. I mean, look, we made jokes on Nuno tons. He hates it. If he listens to this. He's going to know. He'll start thinking about it. Uh, you know, it's, he got to that level. It was just incredible. Yeah. And, you know, we had, besides the four of us, you know, Gio, Giovanni came in playing unreal. Um, you know, he's going to be playing one for state this year. Uh, he'll be top ten probably. Semi-finalist. Yeah. NCAAs, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's – and then Fl- Florian Broska came in the sophomore year as well. So, like, obviously the four, I guess, came in. You say a lot of stuff, but – even the seven, that's why I'm saying like the team mm-hmm. was a lot. Even our seven eight, it means a lot because mm-hmm. if they're not working in practice, and what you're referring to is the day in and day out, yeah. you need that guy that's gonna. You know, our seven eight were still pushing just yeah, as sure. much as us, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why we got to be at such a good level because a new not number one, super humble guy, 
He didn't. Get, he'll go play the eight guy in his set, and guess what? He's just trying to get better, mm, and that's the mentality we had. And so it's just started paying off and paying off. Now, junior to senior year is a different. It's a different step because now we're turning into favored mm-hmm. instead of underdogs. Freshman year, sophomore year, arguably still junior year, we Absolutely. were underdogs. You know, Florida, A and M, Georgia. This year, you beat the Texas team that won the title. I mean, you beat them, and it's like, hey, we like to quite... we like to say that, but of course, <laughs> a year, you know, they progress, they get yeah, better. Obviously, we had a little little dip no, there, but, but but you're right. Yeah. I'm saying that you guys are on that level yeah. with them, and yeah, next comes expectations and yeah. all the things that come with it. And I guess for you, Chris, we'll put it back over to you. You've been in timeout. Um, just what, from afar, you're watching this group, and Trevor's too humble to say something, but. Was there a match for you where, like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe Trevor gets to be a part of this. This is going to be really special. Yeah. I don't know if there was really a match. I think it's, you know, what, with, with those guys, what, what, what was more telling, and, again, it's for him, you know, you don't, you don't see it day to day because you're in it day to day. But, you know, so they, they go from, uh, you know, freshman year. First of all, freshman year, only, only Nick and Trevor come in the fall, and then Australia and Nuno end up coming in January. Right, so so even that was a little bit, of, you know, integrating the January guys with they the fall guys. With you? No, that's no. What, that's where I'm going. So you <laughs> see them. So they're 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 separate, right? And then all of us, you know, then the four of them just get really really close, and then all of a sudden they become roommates. And the four those four guys have an apartment and live together. Was it just the last two years? Three. So, well, sophomore no, so, was all four of you in the sophomore years. Four. Yeah. So all all four, or the last three years. This wasn't even the, planned. <laughs> came together last second. The four yeah. guys move in together, and now it's, you know, you got four. So now not only are they the four guys on the tennis court, they're the four best friends. They do everything together. And then even more so because, look, I mean, Trevor at this point uh, is, you know, other than uh, maybe at the end, so Stedman came in at, at one point and, but he was the only American, you know, basically the only American kid on the team, which means, you know, a couple things that people don't probably don't think of. He's the only kid on the team with a car, <laughs> and everybody needs to go to the store. <laughs> everybody, you know, there are things that everybody needs to do. So now all of a sudden, you know, he's kind of, and he was already, you know, even coming in, he was a leader kind of guy anyway. So now he's he he is kind of that that leader amongst the guys, and he's bringing them. He's bringing them together, and then they all become best friends. And then you can just kind of see that gelling happening between the guys. That you can't you can't force that, right? If the guys don't like each other, if their personalities didn't jive, and they don't get along, they're not going to live together. They're not going to be put. And it, and it bleeds onto the court, right? They're all pulling for each other on the court, and it's in it's you know they're 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 having talks after the matches about who was pumping who up in between, or who's. Who's telling somebody, you know, things or who's calling things out and everybody's responding to them. The filters go away, right? It's like, oh, there's you can no sp- filters. Yeah, exactly. There's no filters. <laughs> and look, I, I do want to uh, ask about, you know, in our rapid fire, ask about your roommates, get some fun questions your way, and I want to be conscious of your time as well. But I have to ask about one more, uh, a couple more matches in specific. The one I want to, from your junior year, that Ohio State match. I know it hurts. I, oh. you know. Four three NCAA quarterfinals. You guys uh, end up falling, but you know to cheer you up again. Round of sixteen, you beat Texas, so give yourself that Ghost National Title ring. Um, but you know, I'm watching that match with your uncle Chris, and you know it was very nice for us because you guys win the doubles point, and then you, I think it was Hunter Tuber, two and three, quickest six singles match I've seen in NCAA. I mean, you're just playing great tennis. So you guys are up 2-0. Then of course three all. It comes down to Nuno and Torp, who, in my opinion, the two best players from that season. Uh, just even though you lose it, 
what is it like to go through a match like that and experience like that? Because to me, that's the pinnacle of college tennis. So if you want to say a moment where I thought we were good and can be really good, it could be that moment. Yeah. It could be because you know Ohio State's a phenomenal team. Finalists that year. Yeah, they're fantastic, unreal coaching. Um, you know, that that's they're the top epitome of college tennis. And you know, we were there, put ourselves. You know, I wouldn't change the position if it's three all, and I want a guy on the court. It's I'm, Nuno. I'm taking Nuno. Yeah. Um, Torp was too good. Played an unreal third set. Nuno lost a couple of deuce points early. Nuno was Torp outplayed him. Yeah. And it was fair and square. But as a team, you know, that was where like, you know, we. We did it. We had a good year. You know, we had a good year, um, and we, you know, got to enjoy a little bit. But coming back that next year, it was yeah. hungry. It was yeah. very hungry. I know. And look, for you guys, you enter the season what number two in the country, right around there. All the returning talent. You, know, you guys are now a known commodity. Um, was it fun? Was it stressful? What's it like with expectations? Um, fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look, we came in as two in the country. Do I think we were two in the country? No. No, I, I don't. Uh, I think there was a ton of the top ten. You know, arguably there was a couple that could have been top three easily. Um, I thought we were a top ten team for sure. Uh, there's a lot of dynamics that come into being a top team. How how was the summer for your guys? How are you gelling? How was your Injury. fall? Injuries. There's a ton of things that go on. Um, and you know, arguably talent wise, on paper, we weren't the strongest team. I don't know what, you know, this is where you bring in Chris. Chris, what were we on UTR as a team? Probably, we were top, top 20, but. Top 20, yeah, you were probably. In, not top 5. In, in, in the 12 to 15 range. Mm. So, so that's what I'm saying, like, that wasn't top, yeah. You guys were my pick to win the indoors. I'll just say, I was that like, was this bad team. bad pick. Well, yeah. no one was, I didn't get the Chris, hey, everyone's injured, and by the way, they don't win indoors. No, no, <laughs> yeah, you don't just pick them indoors. It's, but, uh, it's tough. And then it went. But come on, two is, that was way, I mean, Talent on paper wise, right? Mm-hmm. You're, like you and I have talked before, you're not gonna you're not gonna out team them yeah, for sure. Exactly. Right? Nobody's gonna fight and the harder doubles than point, them. You guys had won like and, twenty or something in a row. And doubles plays a huge, you know, yeah. when you're playing for four. If all you gotta do is split the singles now, and you have Nuno, uh, yeah. you know, that's you're in you're in a pretty decent so shape. Ohio but, State method: win doubles, still, have Torp to win go two, two more. That's another. One. So so at, at some point uh, in the fall pre pre SEC season, right? We're putting down, and and Trevor gets a hold of me at one point. And he goes, "Hey, what are your SEC rankings?" <laughs> right. And so I put down my SEC I rankings. Knew his rankings. Mm, Florida, he knew you guys. Well, I think I Tennessee, think at, at one point he probably just had to. So you know, obviously, if, if you're in, yeah. if you're if you're in it, yeah. you and you and you're even humbly as good as they are, yeah. they're not going to call themselves number two, right? <laughs> so I send him my rankings, and it's. Florida one, Mississippi State <laughs> two, right? And I think, I think uh, when when he showed that to the coaches, I, 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 I you know, yeah. there were some unhappy yeah. responses. No longer Uncle Chris. Which, which, <laughs> yeah, I only, you know, but at least uh, good motivation. At least Florida proved me right and ran the table in the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> we won the tournament. Right. Yeah. Well, we, won, we, we won the tournament. Which That's is right. exactly what I'm saying. And we can wrap up in terms of specific matches here, but. Yeah. Uh, for you guys, obviously the disappointing ending in the round of 16 against TCU, but still, looking back at your time, you produce you know, Nuno Borges, three-time SEC men's tennis player of the year, only person in history to win that accolade. You guys win your last two SEC conference tournaments and you know, regular season, whatever. When it's conference tournament time, every team shows up turned on. So 
just looking and you know you make an NCAA quarterfinal. I think the first one in program history. If I no no no, 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 they had a rich uh, back in the. They had a French Andy Jackson was coach and stuff. They they made they made semis. I'm pretty sure okay. they never won. But for still, so a rejuvenation. Yeah, we'll say, for of sure. The Mississippi State program. You guys years, are yeah. back now, solidly top twenty. You can make a case top fifteen, top ten as a program. Uh, just what do you think about you know your time looking back uh, as part of that team? Uh, the best four years of my life. You know, we, you know, we did a little video, of course, in Mississippi State senior year, talking about your you know, how it was, and it, it really was just uh, it was a dream. Um, a lot of, of course, there's a ton of up and down moments, but when you look at it, the end of the day, it's you just gained a whole bunch of brothers, friendships, including assistant coaches I had in the past, um, and it's just all of that. You know, I'm a big relational guy, and just to have all these people that came into your life. You just never know what's going to happen. And look what happened. You know, obviously a very successful team, which was amazing, but there was just so much more that, it, you know, I gained that, Chris gained from that. Like you said, people coming over Thanksgiving, we're still going to try to do that this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what it's about. And it was obviously tough end. You don't ever realize, I'll say this, you, you won't realize how hard it is until it actually happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and that loss, um, it was tough. It's tough. tough. You almost swore there. I saw it. Yeah, it <laughs> we, you know, I, I don't cry much, but I'm. I went in a corner, and yeah. you know, some tears, some tears came, and it was just everything comes down to it's over. You know, that four years was like that, and at some point you're like, man, I can't wait for this to be over because you're grinding every day practice. But once you actually look at a bigger picture, like, I don't want this to be over. Yeah, I don't, and it was it wouldn't have changed a thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's again your team, that Mississippi State team, one of the uh, one of the best of you know the 2010 decade for sure. One you know for historians like Chris and I who like to talk about that sort of thing, it's a team you'll have to bring up when you're talking about that era. Um, I guess I, I do want to do one more thing with you, my rapid fire uh, topic, but which is uh, you know a bunch of questions. Right away. Yeah, the fun topics. That's when the real fun. Chris and I will hop back in. But my last question to you: You obviously believe in college tennis given that you're yes. coming back into the sport um i guess you know from a, perf- a transition for players who want to use college as a mechanism to turn pro mm-hmm. you played with guys you know you know obviously yeah. that's a pro player you watch him play he's got the skills but uh just throughout your time in the sec and through college tennis do you continue to think because even though you didn't pursue professional mm-hmm. tennis yourself that college tennis is a viable path for those who want to be pros oh 100 and i think you're seeing more of that every single year with Jub doing unbelievable summer playing main draw Wimbledon um it's just you know to go pro there's this level that a lot of people don't actually know of course finances and all that but I mean what's the average age of top 100 is 27 years old 31 college players in, in the top 300 um you know that's that's a lot. Thirty-one in the top three hundred right now, and that's just singles. You know, that's doubles. You had the Inglots, the Kiwis, yeah, uh, Michael Venus, Farah, just one, yeah, Farah, exactly. So, and it's just you know guys under twenty, if pro right now, top three hundred, they were like all top five ITF. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just like you got to be there's the realistic and there's knowing the level of college tennis right now is as, as high as it's ever been mm-hmm. and you it's just you live and breathe it and so how are you not going to get better mm-hmm. it's not if you go to college tennis there's you know you're not stopping if you don't get better there you weren't meant to play pro anyway yeah. you know what i mean you have all your resources you need and you can go the best programs in the country unbelievable coaches so it's just to say that that's not a viable 
just to saying it's viable is almost an understatement. Mm-hmm. It should be the way. The path. The path. Yeah, you, yeah, I think you look at a guy like Nuno, right? <clears throat> Which everybody knew he was good coming in, but you, he still had development to do. I still remember Ton. Trevor. Oh, I still remember gosh. Trevor I, talking, <laughs> talking to Trevor. Like he, There was all this hype of him freshman year, and I'm like, well, what do you think? I don't know. He doesn't doesn't look all that impressive. And, and, and Trevor tells me, he's like, so... That so was we a go, Trevor we, impression, by the way, Nuno. We, we, go, to like, we, we go to the first... No, Nuno's, Nuno, I love this one. They, they go to their first... I think it's probably the first fitness. But they go to do fitness, and, and I ask Trevor, I'm like, so how, how's how's the new kid, right? Because I was all the hypes on Nuno. I'm like, how's the new guy? How's the new guy? How's the new? He goes, so before we even start, Nuno's like, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I'm going to be the weakest, slowest guy there is. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> and, but you go to, and then you think... Had that kid at 17 or 18 years old said, you know, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to go try to take it pro. And at that point, he's not in the kind, you know, he doesn't have that fitness level. He's weak. He's slow, right? But obviously has tremendous skill. He needed that time to develop that. And that's what the, you know, and, and then look, so he gets four years of, you know, effectively, I say effectively, it cost a little bit, right? But not compared to being on tour of free coaching, free playing every day, you know, guys to push that level. He's still still getting to go. Those college guys, right, can still get hauled around to six tournaments to go play pro tournament, you know. So he gets he's, to play doubles with go, Trevor in the summer. Yeah. Oh. You know, getting to semifinals features <laughs> with Tra- Carrie and Trevor, right? Uh, but no, they, it, it's absolutely, you know, there's a lot, most, most of those guys, right, are going to need that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And with that being said, it seems like the perfect place to transition to our last thing, our rapid fire. Some, again, I'll hit you with as many questions as possible. But before we do that, Westoff, give me a rapid fire sound effect, please. Um, so let's stick with the Nuno theme real quick. Okay. How big is that kick serve out wide in person? Because you watch on the stream, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, it's heavy. It's <laughs> a, a one-hand backhand. He's so skinny. I don't heavy, get it. Heavy, man, because his toss, you can't read the serve. He can kick at any moment. It's is it just like the shoulder? Like, cause he snaps yeah. balls off, and I'm just like, how? I don't get. It. He's a twig. Yeah, no, <laughs> his, his shoulder turn. You go into specifics here now. Like with he's the, blessed. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very good. His wrist action. His racket is heavy. Really, very heavy racket. A lot of lead tape. So I, a little secret for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's it really was incredible. But, all right, with that in mind, let's talk. It doesn't just have to be someone in your grade. Your teammates through Mississippi State. I'm going to ask some questions just Oof. about your time there. Oh. Give me the teammate that comes to mind, Chris. If you want to answer the teammate you think. Yeah. Let's have you go first, Chris, I like that. and then we'll oh, have like Trevor that. go second. Um, All right. You, but can't, then quickly, you can't change your answer. Then on the shoulder much. question, Nuno's shoulder in live action, just watching that live ball kick out. Like it's, I, I've texted you before and been like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's it's unbelievable. You know, I mean, it's like you, it looks like a normal serve coming, and the next thing you know is that kick serve. It's like you can't even touch it. Or, yeah. But, I mean, most the, to me, the most impressive thing with Nuno, because right, I said, if you, if you took and said, Hey, you know, and I'm an athletic guy, right? I do all kinds of stuff. Things. And you say, hey, you're going to go out and you're going to do what, whether it's a, a 40 or a shuttle run or whatever. You're, you pick one guy. Who are you racing? I'm picking him, right? No, <laughs> hands down, that's the guy I want to race because he doesn't. And then you watch him on the tennis court and the things he can do are incredible. The freaking backhand down the line. Ah, it's yeah. just, you know, it's. And, and you put balls into the corner and for a guy that you think 
isn't the most athletic guy. You put him deep in a corner and you think you've got him, and not only does he get the ball back, he puts the ball right back in the corner, you know, six inches from both lines with pace. You're like, how, how, <laughs> how do you do that? Uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's got some, some skills there that you just can't, you know, you can't teach some of that. I agree. Well, with that in mind, again, rapid fire, Chris, you're going to go first, and then we will go oh. to you, Trevor. So we'll start with an easy one. Oof. Who do you think, and he talk, mentioned this earlier, was Trevor's favorite part, uh, teammate to practice with? Oh, Nuno. Trevor? Oh, Nuno Strahler tight. It's, yeah. it's, it's a tight call. Yeah. It's Depends tight on the day. I think practice Strahler, set, yeah. practice set, Nuno all day. Yeah. I love playing Nuno practice set. Regular hitting, they're pretty much tight. I, I, <laughs> Ground 50, 50, 50, yeah. All day. I have a theory that like if tennis was just ground stroke games, which it really should be because the majority of people play ground stroke games. They don't play you know, yeah. sets to six. That the rankings would be completely different. Oh, they, yeah, obviously. Oh, like Isner yeah. out, Opelka yeah. out. Like we, you know, Karlovich out. Like that's that's its own thing. Um, but yeah, that's one of my. All of a sudden, the ideal height would be five eight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in there. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. But okay, so we have best, best to practice with loudest on the court. Chris? No, <laughs> he, he answers first. Yeah, that's true. Loudest on the court. court. I'm going Geo. Ooh. I'm going Nick. I'm going to give my case. When Nuno's turned on, when, he's okay. turned on. Oh, yeah. I thought on. about it for a second. When, yeah. when he's into Okay, so if you were plays to the crowd the most Nuno hands Strally. down no well Strally does he, he, he does as well I watched my live stream yeah, yeah, yeah. Stra- yes. doing the homework Strally yeah. does he does play to the crowd he too does. but N- yeah Nuno absolutely lo- yeah, yeah. alright that's fine I'm down with all those answers alright again to you Chris Trevor's favorite teammate to play doubles with yeah I'm throwing look these are 60 minutes baby tough questions Man. You and Nick are really good. Well, yeah, so he and Nick, we, That's yeah, the obvious they, answer. yeah, two years, two years together, but then then they halted. Um, favorite to play with, I I honestly, and I've never asked him that question, so I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take, fifth. I'm gonna take a flyer here. Take yeah, the fifth. I, I, well, again, I didn't have a lot of opportunity. I never really got to play with Nuno, so I really <laughs> wanted to. Yeah, I think we would have been good. And his mentality. Um, Nick was fun. Nick was fun. We get a high, you know, kind of similar game style. Charge the net. Yeah, two super high energy yeah, all over the court. I mean, they're everywhere. No, nah, Nick's Nick's two. Oh, I think he's one. No, he's he did you play with this year. Flo, he had one. No, well, yeah, Flo has a one hand. That's what I played with yeah. Gregor a lot yeah. though as well. He yeah. had two, but I, you know, I played with Nick so much. Obviously, I mean, there's a lot of things I <laughs> point out I didn't like, but at the end of the day, you know, I had a good time. Okay, this is gonna be a fun one. Teammate most likely to hook you in practice. Oh, oh, oh. in practice, in practice, it's the same guy. I mean, it's Gio. Come on, <laughs> there's no no question. All right, Gio or Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either the Germinator, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, now we're gonna get roommate centric. So you may not have as much insight into this, but still, oh, well, I'm, I've, I'm spent, I've, spent, I've spent I've spent many nights uh, yeah. living there. All right, messiest roommate. Oh my god! Well, okay. So first, so Nick's a clean freak. Nick's so, clean freak. So it's it's not. You can Nick. nominate yourself if you. I might. Nuno likes to keep things pretty straight. So I I, I think it's and and Strally's not. I'm 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 gonna go with Trevor. Um, I'm gonna. You know, I got a lot better. None of them are dirty. No, including a, myself. It's clean. Yeah, now, it's a but pretty, I'll go me. I'll, it's I'll, a pretty clean there place. Was some yeah. development from you there. 
throughout your Oh, way. A lot of organization, a lot sure. of maturing, development, cleaning. My car is clean all the time now. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go myself, though. Who, he, he, might, he might be single now. There was a period of time where he wasn't, and so that probably had to influence a little sure. bit of that. Been there. Been yeah. there. Um, yeah, that, that pre-girlfriend coming over cleanup. We've all been there. Um, all right. Roommate most likely to pick up groceries for the week? Nick. Yeah, yeah I don't even. There's no question. Yeah. And if you say shopping, I'm saying Nick. So oh, my gosh. Another shopping, it's Nick. Right, yeah. b- best dressed of the group? Nick. Nick. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, Nick for sure. Yeah. Uh, best to go out with? <laughs> ah, Strolly. Oh, yeah, Strolly. No, hands down, that's Strolly. Strolly is, uh, Strolly's definitely going to We didn't get to that start, but, you know, we didn't do it much, but if you go... Charlie's the guy. Yeah, okay. I like it. Well, then again, of your teammates. Funniest teammate during your four years. Funniest. Gio's a really funny guy off court. <laughs> He's a really funny guy. That's That was the, kind of the first thing that yeah, I was thinking. I, I'm going Gio. But Nuno, he's so funny because he's so... Unique. No, no. If you, yeah, I'm gonna go unique. I'm gonna say goofy. Yeah, he's hilarious. Goofy's he's, good. He he strikes me as an, a, a, the good type of oddball, the yes. one you like to be around. Exactly. Like, I can't believe you just said that. Oh, some of his expressions you'll <laughs> never believe. Me, me, Charlie, Nick will be on the ground one night. Cause <laughs> Nuno will be playing Clash Royale or something, and he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. Well, then again. I guess this is team-centric, not really a rapid-fire, but your team's post-match clap hands with everyone in the crowd before the lead. How did that come about, and just, you know, how special was it to get to do that each and every home match? Yeah, that was, um, coaches really enforced that, enforced the shaking of the opponent's hands, and then doing the crowd, and the whole team just came with, and we, special, super special. You know why? Because the very last time we did it, was hard yeah and you know why it's hard because you build all those relationships the fans loved it uh we had great crowds and arguably that's a big reason why well is that something you'll bring with you 100 oh that's staying it's staying and a lot of more you're things. allowed to it's your team yeah that's well i'm saying you were part yeah. of the team that did it yeah. yeah no it's definitely going yeah it was chris just sitting in the you know sitting in the stands to watch all those matches over you know the course of four years and not only just getting to know the pe- you know getting to know the people that come but then mm-hmm. seeing here you know I get to sit back and listen to them and see like the kids that mm-hmm. know the players names because they get to they get to hang out with them after the match and they and they talk you know they talk to them and and it was just you know they they felt that's why they keep coming back right they felt like they were part of it and and the fans there you know, they knew who the guys were. They just didn't know them by name. They knew things about the guys because yeah. they actually talked to them and the players. And it wasn't like the players were like, "Oh God, we gotta go do." You know, no. They, to they piggyback enjoyed. off that, you know, I've got in my new apartment. I just got at Liberty. It's I have a big. There's like 16 pictures, sure. and one of them's with a, a little girl that would always watch my matches in the crowd, and that's right. one of them. And their family's just she unbelievable. Was, she was there. We're full circle now on the blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I, I, that's what made, you know, two things on that one, the most liked retweeted tweet I've ever had is when I retweeted the Mississippi State video and saying this should be mandatory for every team because it really should be, it's that special, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, uh, the other was when I talked to Alex Rybakov, Alistair Gray, they even mentioned, look, playing in front of that Mississippi State crowd was the best because that's a classy crowd, but that's a crowd that brings it, they're into the college tennis match and, you know, even being part of the away team building that environment was so special um 
I guess you will have, well, maybe you won't have strong tie, but talking about that round of 16, they changed the format this year, round of 16 matches being held at home. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't go your way, but what do you think about that change of the format, having played the round of 16 in UNC, you know, the rain yeah. delay mess that was <laughs> the year before? True. No, I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I really do. Obviously, it didn't go our way, but, I mean, it's a smart idea. Well, you reward the, the teams that were top eight. Uh, they get another home match. Great for the crowd, and for college tennis in general, this is a big thing. Community, community engagement, and so it's big for those teams to be able to to be able to host one more match. Um, so I just see I see positives from that. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I'm still I, I I'm still kind of I like the aspects for what Trevor said. I'm still on kind of a wait and see from a um, you know more more from the selfish journalist and yeah, and exactly. fans perspective of. For me, like I, I can go one place and see everybody mm-hmm. now in the round of sixteen, right? It's eight Spread different out. sites and so streams you watch and live streams mm-hmm. and, and and things like that. But I think I, I do think I think in general it's a good thing. I think they that we might in some cases oversell some of the uh, some of the good the the whys it's good, but I think uh, you know I'm not sure we bring in tons more new people for one match. Yeah. It's still it's the same people that were there. Maybe there's a couple new ones, uh, but you just get everybody that's kind of come during the year that would be a fan anyway to come out for it. But it's still, I think, if if all it can do is just bring more or spread around instead of at one site, you're spreading some of that that publicity around the country in eight different places and bringing some more publicity to the game in general. Then then it's good. And look, we saw again, sorry, TCU go to Mississippi State. We saw yeah. UNC go to USC and get a win. So yeah. it wasn't a locked-in thing. It seems like these teams still have chances. So I agree. I'd probably say jury's still out. Okay, Kalamazoo theme, you're here this week. Yeah. As an assistant coach, <laughs> would you appreciate if at these sort of major national events we put together some sort of tennis scouting combine? So we're talking serve speeds. We're talking you know, maybe shuttle drills for the cones so you can find out what those people cone side to side is. Would you be, one, entertained by that, and would you put any value in it? Because I'd be fully entertained. I'm all in. Do it at the college level, too, for world team tennis. All in. I don't know what the politically correct answer is here. <laughs> uh, entertained, possibly. Mm. Would you I value it? Depends. What If you're saying like these kind of drills, probably don't put a lot. Well, you bring in like Mark Kovics, right? Uh, the, true, the, great. So he'd be yeah, like, he'd actually great. put you're it together, right. but I, this is my version for now. Yeah. Know? We're doing no. water balloon fights, but with rackets. It's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. Uh, obviously, a lot of goes into that. You know, who actually wants to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, what would it look like? What yeah. would it look like? It's a big thing, because the organization, what would it look like? I want hand sizes. I want hand grip size. Grip size. See, uh, see, <laughs> you know, uh, you'll see yeah, this. this. I'm sure we'll talk <laughs> in the future. Uh, well, I know you're already referred to. I'm a lot more simple in general. Uh, but first of all, my hand size, small. Foot size, small. I Heart, worked out all right. Huge. Heart. <laughs> wait, 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 hand size. What? It's 2X Kyle Seeley. Are we talking like... Are, are you, are you Baby like, hands. Are you 4 right and 8? I used 4 and 3 eighths. Dude, um, that's too big. I like, I like a... I used an eighth before, but then... Uh, Matt Roberts got me to four and three eights. Time to grow up. Time to grow up a little <laughs> bit. Grow, grow a pair. So no, that's fair. I get it. Um, all right, that out of the way. College Laver Cup again. Oh, I guess your idea. Yes or no to the to the uh, scouting combine. Entertained? Yes. Value? No. Okay, fair. Um, College Laver Cup. So instead of doing individuals and team back to back, you move the individuals to the fall. This has been discussed before. Um, so this isn't my idea. But the Laver Cup aspect. After the team event, 
You get the best players. And let's say I'll be Team Alex. You can be Team Chris. We'll be the All-Star Game captains. We pick, you know, maybe five guys and five girls, and we do a three-day Davis, uh, Labor Cup at the end of the year. Interesting to you at all or not really? Interesting, but the timing is not... It would never work, right? That's because it... Yeah, if you're already moving, let's just, I'm being realistic. No, I if you move it. the indi- individuals to the fall, which I know has been talked about, they're doing that because, one, they it's a long it, season, yeah. money, yeah. all that what stuff. What if you did it at the end of the individuals? Pl- Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> and, the at the end of individuals in the fall? Yeah, and that's when it's like you stay around for three extra days at the Billie Jean King National Center at the All-American Indoors. So that one to be more realistic. Okay. Um, I, that, because that's... Now you're talking the fall is more individually based, and obviously you're talking about bringing individual players into a team. Mm-hmm. That one I think is more realistic because the, the the spring is just to grind, and yeah. if you're making it through teams, making it individuals, it's a long season. Mm-hmm. So to add that at the end, too much. Great idea. I love the idea. <laughs> I'm all about any labor cub team aspects, but it's just tough to pull off. Yeah, so. I think logis- logistically that's probably almost impossible, especially even if you're talking there in the fall. These they're they're trying to go back to get very little school in before the break comes and now you're going to keep them either out of more school and nobody and if it was after the school sessions were over you know all the kids from Europe and whatnot are headed home as quickly as they can because to get their time away I think the better chance to do something like that would be to say do it make it a kind of like you have the senior bowl in college make it for the seniors that's from but but if you pick seniors (laughs) but here's a here's a novel idea especially if you me trevor joyce we're beating your team if you can if you can (laughs) if you can get money behind it so you do it you pick from the seniors you get the seniors involved and then you pay them as a starter to their professional career for for competing in winning team gets guaranteed births to world team tennis guaranteed roster spots wow now now you're talking now you got got guys mr silva you know they're (laughs) talking to yeah they're not missing school there's an incentive for them to do it to help them start their career that's a possibility guys we we gotta do this more in person now we're coming with ideas (laughs) look we're at around the hour and a half mark and i want you to know trevor that's short for me and chris pod yeah usually i hear you yeah we're two hours strong all right two more questions for you i promise though because i know you got to go eat some dinner uh I don't want to get you in trouble, NCAA. I'm not going to ask you to, you know, I, I, I guess we'll get to the Thanksgiving stuff. But even before that, how good was the Florida team you guys played this year? Because I've compared them to UVA that first year when they lost to USC in the semis. This Florida team lost to Texas in the, uh, in the semis. So you can kind of see vividly, you know, the building and you bring in the class of Griffiths and Greif and yada, yada, yada. But... I guess, how good was that Florida team? And are we looking at a potential powerhouse if they all stay? Yes. Yeah. And the answer is yes. Um, very good. But, you know, the thing maybe that hurt them a little bit and now they're going to have is more experience. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, two great coaches. They're well coached. Their culture's doing unreal. And a lot of things go into being a powerhouse. You know, not just yeah. I'm not this stat guy. You know, Chris is all about the stats. <laughs> Drives me insane sometimes. There's so much more that goes into it. Um, but they're a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Whether you know whatever you want to say, this year was step one. Step one. Yeah. This next year, were you salty that you didn't get another shot at them in the SEC final? You can say <laughs> it. Now. You guys won, so you can say like South so, Carolina felt good, but or Tennessee felt good. Felt sorry. great, but uh, wouldn't Florida have felt just a yes. little better? <laughs> would would I 
would love to have beaten Florida at Florida. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope Tanner and Brian are listening. Uh, but um, Meanwhile, I'm going, I don't want to play Florida. Yeah, bring on. We were bring talking on the other side. Yeah. He goes, you know, I'm upset that we don't get to see it, but I'm not upset that we yeah. don't get to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's a, it's a two-sided coin. I want. I, I wanted would, to play them. I wanted to I wanted to be beat the best. I was pissed. I was like, what the hell? Like, right. oh, this is the well, man. then you go back, then Tennessee plays them again a couple weeks later, almost beats them again. I know. So it's, Same we played a, it's still a heck of a team. Um, but definitely one of the, I wanted to beat them. Yeah. I did. We played them early in the season. And they got you. Oh, right? e- That's your easy, you know, beginning, yeah, beginning yeah. of the SEC, out, completely outplayed us. I wanted that now to shot, but um, Who'd you get that day for them? Grife? Which the, that day, Grife. Oh, that was ugly, man. That was... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, ugly, I just got outplayed. They, yeah. You know, I was... Yeah, ugly from my perspective. What was it? 0-3? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Yeah. That was my only loss in the SEC as well. Yeah. 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 Grief. Got me. But so, Florida, good. Florida, very good. Very good. Not just good. All right, well then, we'll stick one Thanksgiving and then my last question. Uh, just PG version. Nah, I don't want to get you guys in trouble. I don't mind getting Chris in trouble, but I like, <laughs> I'm a Liberty Flames fan. I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could stick to that part, but he can, he I can guess cover I'll go all to the you. fun that aren't. Uh, perks of Thanksgiving at Uncle Chris's in the PG version. Perks of Thanksgiving. Great team bonding. It's Unbelievable team oh bonding. The dominoes the, the act, through the roof. The activities the, that we did. The, the card games at night. <laughs> oh, Hearts? Huh? We're talking hearts? We're talking poker. We're talking, uh, Texas we're talking two-hour poker games. <laughs> we're talk- I mean, just... It's hard to explain. It's just, you know... Is that why you guys reach the quarterfinals and win two SEC tournaments? <laughs> <laughs> it's Thanksgiving why That's we did it. that. Not That's the day it. in, day out of passing out <laughs> on the court. Um, yeah, passing out at Chris's. That's a really good <laughs> So, yeah, you're going to think... So, well, I'll quack we, that out. We always, no, tried, we always tried to plan to have some good fun stuff for the guy. Yeah. For them, when they get away from school, for even if it's just, you know, four or five days, right? So, we had... I'm trying to think of the different... We did... So kind of like paintball, but it was called Reba. They're rubber balls. Unreal. Reball. Strolly was Strolly thought he was Love. James Bond. He really did. <laughs> he was. You a know what? Machine. Put Strolly on it. He loves Counter Strike. We go back. <laughs> it's towards the end of the season. We have a little bit of time. He's like, I'm downloading Counter Strike. You know what? Nuno gets on. We're all playing Counter Strike. Oh, so we went out and played Reball, and that was that was an absolute blast. We did uh, two two of the years. We went go karting. Okay. Oh, best story from this year though. So we did go karting. No, we don't have to talk about it. Last year, <laughs> and freaking Germinator. He's too good. Yeah. So they, they, it's one of the it's one of these European indoor karting styles. Those super slick floors, really sure. fast karts where you can you can spin out in a heartbeat. It's, it's Mario mean, Kart. It's all yeah. it's all yeah. skill, right? Yeah. It's not you don't just floor the yeah. the cart, right? Sure. It's a skill thing, and uh, and they and they have the. Telemetry, so you've got all your lap times and everything, and they put it up. And Nick, Nick, hands down, was just too good. He beat us. Uh, we, were, we were second third. As, yeah, Trevor we're and I right were second there. third. We had eight. We had like an eight-person group. We I'm were right. one, two, three, but but Nick wins. So we go back again this year, and this time Flo, the, another damn German, <laughs> <laughs> Flo's winning, and we do we do two different sets. Yeah, we go out, we no go out and That's right. so it's like Flo's first, and I'm second, and. That's the, shocking, by the, the way. He was second? He's good, man. Confirmed? Oh. Confirmed. <laughs> the, the other group goes out, and it's got Trevor. And all we're doing is we're watching the screen. Flo and I are watching the screen every lap going. So, And, you know, there's like 
I was getting I close. four or five carts on the course, and we're just close. going, somebody get in Trevor's way. Somebody get in Trevor's <laughs> way. Don't let him turn a good lap. And we're watching, we're watching, and nope, nobody, nobody, nobody overtook, nobody overtook. <laughs> last the last lap. lap. The last lap goes, and all of a sudden, boom, Flo's gone from the lead. <laughs> and I go, f***ing Trevor, right? <laughs> and I look up, and I go, holy s***, Flo, it's not Trevor. And he goes, what? My 17-year-old stepdaughter. <laughs> Look, and she's riding my tail on this last lap. So how did I not get there? I don't know what happened. I must have... I slipped she's this co- tiny she bit. She little... took my oh, yeah. No, no idea, idea how this she happened. She's coasting and she yeah. doesn't... You know what I think? I think it was rigged. Yeah. I think she paid. <laughs> she knew it would be in our heads She's like, give me an extra three miles probably. That's what I'm, I'm telling you. So, yeah, so we, we'd done the go-karting. We'd done the re-ball... We'd, uh, we had Thanksgiving football game this year oh, that was and last year. Oh, that was that was outstanding. So what I'm hearing is the first Cracked Rackets Olympic Games will be held at your place. Oh, <laughs> we're yeah. in. We'll yeah. bring Let's, in. Oh. I'll get the different delegations. We'll have representatives from the, the Midwest. Oh, I like it. Yeah, myself, Torp. That's my teammate for this <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, it's perfect. I'm That's all awesome. in. Well, then my final question to you in a personal one, because, again, um, obviously – gotten to know your uncle Chris well he talked so highly about all the time he spent with you on the road doing all of those things you know serious question part one what did it mean to you to get to do all of that with your uncle Chris and just have that sort of relationship with him off the court and then part two the first time you beat him in tennis there's got to be a story there because I would remember I you know I remember I could tell you exactly when I beat my older brother for the first time he came back from a trip to I think Costa Rica his senior uh, Summer going into his senior year, we were high school teammates. I was a yeah. sophomore. I beat him six one. I looked at him and I said, "I'm never losing to you again. Like it's just not going to happen." Yeah. Well, you know the playing. So I remember the first time I beat my mom. I was like, <laughs> "Chris is twelve hours away. What? Fifteen hours?" I remember that, and that was eleven. I, I struggled. My mom was she was decent. Good. All right. Uh, I can't remember the first time. I don't. You be, I, didn't you? You beat me once in St. Cloud at the beginning. I think you did. Yeah, I. I don't. I was going to say I honestly if don't you, know that I ever. Yeah, beat him, but I, but when he he was probably fourteen ish when I was like fourteen fourteen fifteen. He was obviously good at this point, right? Sure. And I'm like, Trevor, we're playing. Mm-hmm. And we go to the park and we play, and like, okay, I have if I'm gonna hit win, you know, if I'm in a match where I'm forced to hit winners, best D three player of all time, right? Yeah, I I, I only have one winner, okay, mm-hmm. and it's an inside out four. <laughs> right? That's my only winner, yeah. so. I'm just look every opportunity I can, and you know he 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 beats me like six two the first set, and I jump up three loves second set, and I'm I'm pumped now, man. I'm ready to go, and he's like playing the worst tennis he's played in his life. <laughs> he's double faulting all over the place. It's starting to get dark, yeah. and I'm like I'm, I'm taking, taking this kid. <laughs> I'm taking it six three. I lost. <laughs> you know, I remember that. But now. It was two and three. And I, that, did you guys once take was it Nick Braun on the court? Yeah, and yeah. Oh, that, was great. that was so. That was, that, that was an even better story. It was the Thanksgiving trip, uh, freshman year. Soft. It's freshman. No, me, Nick. And no, because it was it. Yeah, it was, it was freshman, freshman year. year. We go down to the we go down to the courts at the park in subdivision. And it's the three of us, and we're like, hey, let's play. So we go, all right, two on one. Nick, you're on one side, me and Trevor on the other. We go, all right, we're playing tie breaks, seven-point breaker. <laughs> so we play. First breaker, Trevor and I win. <laughs> Nick's like, I got to change my shoes. Yeah, he, <laughs> he goes and changes his shoes. He goes and changes his shoes to make sure that he can. <laughs> that he's got his actual tennis shoes on and it's he can't lose, can't lose again. I love uh, it. Well, look, but, 
I'll, I'll finish the second question. Uh, oh yes, that's true. You know, it's it's special uh, the what you know we got to do uh, helped us. I mean, first of all, it helps out my family a ton uh, financially and stuff like that. But you know, having that, um, it was just uh, another another guy to guy bonding moment. Uh, you know, he he has five girls. <laughs> So you know, he's I'll, my son, man. Yeah, and so that's and that you know that was in super you know super both into sports. So, and like I'm saying, we're watching Tour de France. I don't ever watch that again. There's <laughs> something with me and him, and I'll, now I actually catch it if I see it on. So it's things like that, and then obviously the way he takes care of my team in the in those four years and uh, came to every match. Um, you know, we're talking. He's driving eight hours. We're talking getting back San Diego, getting back three in the mornings. You know, it's. He makes it look easy, but it's not, <laughs> yeah. and the whole team, really, you know, it was, it was a family. I I agree. That's why I enjoy working with them so much. What's the worst that RV ever smelled? You walk in, you're like, oh god. Oh. Day I mean, six, Wisconsin. You're like, get me out of this thing. I mean, sometimes Chris needs to get in that shower. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, hey, brother, you gotta go. <laughs> well, that feels like the perfect place to end it, Trevor. Thank you so much for taking the time. This was long overdue. Good luck to you and your Liberty Flames throughout the season. Thank you. Again, seats always open for you if you want to come back on. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, letting me come on. It was in person, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> would love to do it again. Oh, absolutely, and of course, Chris. Thank you to you. We'll and do so, back on. Yeah, you know, we'll do we'll do another one post uh, post ASUN conference tournament, which is at Liberty this year, and they win it. So we'll uh, you know, <laughs> no 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 pressure trip. But yeah. after, after, after then the, it'll be on we, him. We get a Flames perfect. title, then yeah, uh, yeah we'll do yeah, another one. Waiting for my Flames gear. I am also a swoosh guy through and through. You will not see it. Yeah, I, I'm I wearing it. Adidas shorts, but I, it's on accident. I, I seriously <laughs> doubt that after an hour and whatever we're at now, what are we? An hour and forty minutes that that Derek is still listening to this but but if he is I'm waiting on my gear Derek where is my liberty I mean I'm I purposefully didn't bring a Mississippi State shirt because I just you know I didn't want to be disrespectful but I I don't have a liberty shirt yeah, Andy Murray won his first slam in Adidas gear. I will always accept free sponsorship of this podcast, so Adidas, you're welcome. Uh, but my heart lies with Nike, there's no doubt. But Trevor, Chris, thank you both so much, and hopefully again we'll get to talk to you guys soon. Thank you.